Let's do let's do it like we did last time. I'm, How did we do it last time? I'm Justin Hancock. And I'm Meg John Barker. And this is The Meg John and Justin Podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Doing it in this new way. Okay, which I forgot completely. Yeah, yeah. Well, never mind. I'll just crack straight on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a question. Yeah, we have. Uh, dear, gentle and rough listener. <laughs> the textured listener, the um, slightly ruffled listener. Yeah, dishevelled listener. Dishevelled listener, the shabby listener. The shabby listener. <laughs> <laughs> so this question is a long question, but it boils down to... Yes. Um, it's more about public... This one. Oh yeah, we're talking about that one. So we're... Um, so it's uh, a friend who's uh, a friend. These two people are friends. <laughs> These two people are friends. And one of them talks about sex a lot. In fact, it becomes really the, the defining aspect of their conversations together. Yeah, and, and the other person's not necessarily super comfortable yeah. with that being all that they talk about all of the time. Yeah, there's no sense that they are that they feel uncomfortable talking about sex. Uh, yeah, yeah. They say that they actually, uh, you know, they like sex and they like to a certain extent talking about it but whenever they try to change the conversation it's always brought back to sex yeah. sometimes it's done in front of other people and yeah. um, this person isn't aware that um, I think this person said that he's a he mm-hmm. um, um, isn't aware sometimes that other people are might not be as comfortable talking about sex yeah. as him so mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. and we were thinking uh, you know this would be this would be an easy one we'll just smash this one and it turns out it's quite a lot to say there's quite a lot to say about this yeah 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 <laughs> So we can unpack this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's so I mean, we talk about sex all the time. It's kind of ironic. You know, we're in a public place. We are actually in a public sex. space talking yeah. about whether it's okay to talk about sex in a public place. It's like yeah, meta as it's a anything. Little bit meta. Yeah. So that's why we're probably, you know, we're we're not yelling about it, are we? We're not yelling about it. It's like yeah. Yeah. So um, so I guess the first thing is that it's good that we're it's good to be in a place and I definitely get the sense from the person asking the question is that they're not shaming the person for being interested in sex. They're like yeah. you know, they're not saying uh sex is icky yeah. and you know, sex is bad and you know, the the, sh- the shame and the stigma that comes to sex. Exactly. I think that's an important heads up and you know, I was thinking I felt sometimes in the past quite radical to talk about sex um, you know often in a work quite a work way in public context because of the shame and our culture around sex yeah. and also there's something about normativity here about who does get to talk about their sex in public and who doesn't yeah, you could yeah. say like you know generally heterosexual people can often flag up sexual you know hen parties and stag parties can have very sexualized stuff in a public place and people are like that's fine yeah. but then when queer people are bringing up sex in a public place that's not seen as fine so yeah. is it somewhat a radical act to talk about sex of less normative kinds in public you know yeah mm-hmm. I mean I've always been a bit more um, because I guess I work with young people I'm um, I often kind of worry about this a bit mm-hmm. myself I kind of worry about you know um, what's like an appropriate kind of level yeah. of conversation yeah. but I guess this is a little bit different because it's somebody who's talking to someone yes. it, about sex rather than and talking I guess with the workplace thing I think they're evolving the people at the workplace in conversations yes, about sex yes so I think if you're 
there's a big issue around consent yeah. if you're involving people in talking about sex or if you are talking about it super loudly yeah. you know I suppose I'd want all those people normative and non-normative to be thinking about what does it mean to include people in your conversation about sex who may be not able to consent you know are you checking out with them whether it's okay and other people yeah overhearing who might be younger or just yeah. might not be comfortable with that topic it also kind yeah. of depends on what we're talking about right I mean yeah. we talk in our book about what is sex you know mm. we think that a lot of things can be sexual certainly a lot of things can be erotic exactly a lot of things can be uh, joyful in a way that is um, erotic or intimate in the broad sense of the word yeah um, and I think there's a, there's a yeah, real consent piece here is that talking about sex can sometimes be a sexual thing mm. for people. Um, you know, maybe as far as almost like the exhibitionist who is actually getting off on making people uncomfortable yes. yeah. by doing and maybe getting quite aroused to the level of, you know, enjoying the frisson. I just definitely remember as a teenager just enjoying that frisson mm. of talking yeah. about sex with my mates, but it was definitely more than we're just talking about an interesting topic. I'm finding it quite exciting that we're talking about this and now I think back I think you know that should have been sussed out with the other people involved whether they felt the same way whether that was okay exactly so I think if the person asking a question is feeling a little uncomfortable it might be worth thinking about is, mm -hmm. is, is this guy maybe doing something a bit non-consensual yeah. by talking about sex is the conversation sex yeah yeah uh, or is the conversation suggesting sex yeah um, and is there like a sexual element to a conversation about sex yeah I mean we have conversations about sex that are uh, with each other that are sometimes sexual but we don't record those uh, no the, the podcast the, you know we, we record the when we talk about sex when we speak together we talk about it in a non-sexual way don't exactly we? and I think there's something about you know uh, it goes back to sort of shooting into feelings and staying with feelings which is something we talk about a lot on the podcast it's like you kind of know yeah. where it's at is it yeah. like is this actually sex is this really clearly in yeah. the not sex zone even though we're talking about something sexual yeah. which is how it feels between you and me yeah. or is it a little bit in that murky territory yeah. and tuning into that feeling and if either you or the other person is feeling mm, this doesn't feel yeah. super clean yeah. then having that conversation about it and part of the consent piece here <coughs> is that it's on the other person who's doing a lot of the talking about sex to be reading the room a bit if it's yeah. possible for them to do so yeah um, if that's something that if that's a skill that's available to them to yeah. be able to as we talk about third handshake mm. uh, when we talk about consent we talk about three different handshakes and the third handshake is like is the ability to tune in to what's happening and be present with what's happening with it, with you and the other person yeah and to notice what's happening so if you dear listener uh, who has um, asked the question mm. are kind of folding your arms or turning away or looking a bit distressed or rolling your eyes and not, they're not reading that yeah. if they're capable of reading that then that's something that is on them to be doing they should be reading they should be sensing yeah the power kind of lies with the person who's bringing this up and not yeah. checking and again if it's something they struggle with to read other people yeah. for whatever reason then making it a bit more second handshake yeah. and like you know in that you know if you're going to talk about this you need to just say something up front and keep checking in the, the sort of ongoing consent thing yes. of like you know is this still feeling okay 
yeah. we talk about this and I guess now we're getting into the other let's assume now that it isn't sexual for him we yeah, just I mean, wanted to I flag guess... that as a possibility it may well not be yeah. in general you know conversations between friends over time it's worth having an occasional check in about you know are we still on the same page in this friendship are we enjoying our time together yes. is this meeting both our needs is this yeah. something we want to be doing I was saying a friend where they talked about work a lot mm-hmm. um, and that was a real shift from the kind of conversations we had used to have between us yeah. and that I found you know just wasn't really working for me because we didn't have enough common ground in our work yes, um, and it just happened without us having a discussion now I wish we'd sort of had a conversation about hey what do we want to talk about when we get together it's only once every six months you know well this is the thing isn't it because we with the different relationships with it that we have and the friends that we have we have different topics that we talk about yeah. and different interests and different things in common mm. so um, dear listener have you had this conversation with this friend yeah I, yeah I mean if this person thinks okay we mostly talk about sex this is who I do most of my talking about sex with yeah and you're like and they have said in the question yeah. I would rather talk about other things then then it make it clear to them that that these are the topics that they would like to talk about yeah. with that person yeah um, that, and then there might be other people that they could talk to about um, other things with but you're also right to say that if that's changed yeah and it's become a thing where I mean where, where what were the topics of conversation yeah. before it became a sex thing was it always a sex yeah. uh, kind of topic or if it has you know maybe it's uh, actually the person writing the email who's changed who actually used to yeah. be well up for this and now doesn't feel so so yeah. good anymore and, and and change is fine but yeah those are the moments where it's often good to make the implicit explicit yeah. of like oh we've strayed into this yeah. this is what now happens yeah. you know do we want it to or this has never changed between us and do we want it to like let's just notice every year yeah. the kind of get togethers that we tend to have just like you might talk about what you want to do together in terms of shared activities and mm. just keep checking in that that's still what the other person enjoys yeah. same with this right I think it's just worthwhile checking in about what particular conversations you want to have whether it's mm. about sex or anything else mm. but I mean if you're it's, I think it's a good idea if you're wanting to talk about uh, a particular sex thing just to flag it up and say you know uh, is a sex thing I'd like to talk about is this okay yeah. or how do you feel about me talking about this thing that happened the other day Yeah. I could do with getting some advice about it or just want to tell someone about it or my friend um, Hannah and I we Skype regularly because um, she's in um, South America at the moment and we always bullet point the beginning of our conversations of right. what we're going to cover and that does give us scope to be a bit like oh you know I'd rather not go there today yeah. um, or you know can we not spend too long on that one because I really want to spend a long time on this one yeah it's again it's a bit second hand shake you know no, but, but nice. that, that works quite nicely for us I think the other good thing as well is to apportion the time like yeah. if um, if the person who wrote to us we should have given them like false names yeah uh, if the person writing to us is being like the conversation is being dominated by sex is that because they're not really giving you very much time to talk yeah and they're just talking like if they're if you're not if you're ty- if you what we do when we get together is really mm. nice because we like we give each other yeah roughly equal amount um, yeah. of time we pretty like. much both debrief yeah. on where our life is at and I think yeah. we'd notice if it got too dominated by one person sometimes you know one person's more in need of that than the other but hopefully over sure. time it balances out yeah and I think that's again a gender thing as well because we know like when people have actually timed meetings and conversations that you know men by and large tend to take up quite a lot of the yeah. space and other genders less so yeah. so it, again it's kind of on people with the power 
-hmm. And that, yeah, actually it's men, but it's also people with power. Yeah. If it's like the employers and the employees, it will be the employers who take up more time. So it's like recognizing if you're the one in a position of power, can you step back a bit, make room for the other person more explicitly? Otherwise, they probably won't step up. And it's cultural because, you know, for example, sort of people from the US can have a cultural thing where they tend to talk and interrupt each other and yeah. people from the UK and this is a massive overgeneralization <laughs> people from the UK tend to wait for space to open up yeah. so you can often find in a conversation between someone from the UK and the US that the US person will dominate because of that cultural norm yeah. even if it's not power yeah, yeah. Um, we have a lot of US listeners yeah uh, but we you love have, you yeah you have spent time yeah. Yeah, a lot of time talking to in the US and with US folk um, it's, Thanks for listening. It's not about one of those is right and one of those is <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's like we know t we know that those two things are there. How do we want to navigate that between us? Is, is the UK person wanting to play around with being a bit more interrupty, or is the US person going to deliberately trying to make some space? Yeah, yeah. There are different, certainly different cultural traditions yeah, about yeah. how to do conversations, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing here is that the topic is relevant, I think, yeah. because if someone's kind of talking about sex, then that comes with either it's very stigmatised, yeah. or it's we, or the opposite, where we should be, we feel like we should be welcoming it. It's yeah. the classic sex negative versus sex positivity. Oh, yeah. And so I guess yeah. the, the the listener who writes to us might be thinking, well, I don't want to come across as being someone who's sex neg and will shame them. Yeah. And so they have to go with like the prevailing momentum of talking about sex because you don't want to be that person who yeah. doesn't want to talk about it. Or don't Again, now you might find the normative, non-normative thing plays out in another way. It's like if somebody's from more normative backgrounds, they might want to be seen as being, you know, kind of on it and okay yeah. with the less normative person but yeah. that might actually lead them into being in some uncomfortable and not so consensual places because they're trying to be cool with yeah. this topic of conversation that isn't actually you know appropriate yeah 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 so the there are some Venn diagrams here. That's the, the key, isn't it? That um, can you can you start to organise your conversations and your interests based on uh, what it is you're up for, and can they find someone else to talk to about some of this other stuff? We have this in our zine, um, the relationship user guide. Yeah, make your um, relationship user guide. Two pounds fifty available from our website, <laughs> makejohnandjustin.com forward slash publications. <laughs> and in there, there's like this Venn diagram, which is two overlapping circles, yeah. right? And it's about like we were doing it more for interests and kind of things that you might want to share and not share in a relationship of any kind but I think a conversation Venn diagram would be lovely as well here's yeah. the things here's the things I love talking about that they're going to bore the other person rigid yeah. here's the things that we that vice versa for them and yeah. then here in the overlap are the things we really like yeah. maybe in an ongoing relationship we want to make some room for some of those things that aren't really what we would love to talk about but the other person does need a bit of a debrief on yeah. but we want to stay as much as possible in the shared bit yeah. and yeah then it's like who else is there and we were saying earlier with, with, with sex that part of the tricky bit there is maybe there aren't so many people yeah. that you have that level of trust with exactly. or, so that's yeah. the dear listener maybe you are like the one person in this person's life that they feel that they can have this kind of yeah. this kind of conversation raised. And it is difficult to find people to have that conversation. Well you and I can find ourselves in this position like where we're the one person that one of our oh, friends ever gets God. to talk about this stuff with and then that's like all we end up doing all of our time with everybody. Um, so yeah again that would be something to <laughs> 
if you are the only person like explore with them this is as places you can go like as you know yeah like groups you know yeah. for example LGBT centres there's definitely yeah. groups for like bi women or yeah. gay men or non-binary people yeah. where you could go and talk about stuff you know in a shed maybe we should have a uh, I mean <laughs> I can't believe I'm signing us up to do some work on our podcast so I won't do it but you know we could for example create a Facebook group for our podcast and yeah. we could talk to each other on there yeah, yeah 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 then maybe the online contact could give yeah. that person some space and again if it is that actually it is a bit of a frisson for them you know there are plenty of online spaces yeah. where it's assumed you're going to be having quite flirty conversations yeah. or frissonny conversations there are almost certainly like sex positive in inverted commas Facebook groups that yeah. you can find yeah. you know? so there are other places that so there are other avenues for this other person to be talking about sex if they want to and yeah. that's something that this person could say look yeah. I'm glad you feel that you can talk to me about stuff I would like to talk about other things too. Yeah. So if maybe we could do like, you know, let's apportion it out. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, apportion yeah. our time out effectively. Um, maybe there might be other topics that we could be talking about. And also there are other places where you could go and talk about this. Yeah. But all of this that we're talking about is like making the implicit explicit within yeah. a relationship. And I think just like we often say towards the end of a podcast, this stuff isn't easy. <laughs> you know, the cultural rules is you don't, you know, you don't do the second handshake you don't step back yeah. and sort of say hey can we have a meta conversation about how we do this yeah. you know it's almost seen as you know not okay to have the conversation about how we communicate yeah. it's seen as like just like with sex it's seen as like you ought to just like f- just fall into it and it yes. all goes naturally and it's yeah. wonderful the same is true of most aspects of relationships and friendships it's seen as like a problem if you have to step back and say hey this isn't working for me so well but as um, absolutely and it's almost like if if you talk about it then it's the if you if you have to work at any aspects of a relationship then the relationship in itself is wrong right? yeah, relationships yeah. are meant to be natural <coughs> you're meant to just find the right person however there are ways to bring in the the explicits yeah that, and you, we can do that um just with you know just with a one line um something like you know or could we talk about some yeah can we yeah. talk about something else? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it okay if we talk about this? Or um, mm. yeah, I'll give you like twenty minutes to talk about this. Yeah. Like, that the, that 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 using short words and phrases yeah. brings in this kind of explicit. Yeah. I mean, you can do like a a very large, bigger unpacking about how you yeah. how you relate how you talk about relationships and how you um, how you talk about talking, which you know we're up for, but other people might not be. But there are still ways to bring it in. Yeah, there's way. ways to do it in a bit more subtle way. Yeah. Or a bit more. Or if it's like difficult to talk about, it might be you drop the person a message or an email that says, yeah. "Hey, next time we get together, I'd yeah. really love to have this conversation with you." Yeah. and it's how you frame it as well it's like if you frame it as like this has been happening for ages and I'm super uncomfortable with it and it's actually really hurting me yeah. it's going to be quite hard to be heard by the other person whereas if, if it's framed as like a more future oriented you know I would like these things with you yeah um, yeah. yeah yeah I guess the, just the last thing to say is that um, there's a lot to talk about I mean yeah. uh we are in terms of the topic of sex. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we're we not are running not, out of things, are no, we? No, no, no. no. <laughs> We've got a really uh, long list of things. Will. No, we do. It's yeah. just an increasing list. And so, I guess the the other side of this is that do we talk about it enough? I mean, are we able to in our normal in our conversations with people? Yeah. Can we um, make some more space for being able to talk about it in yeah. in the kind of way that we do? Like we, you know, 
I mean, we can talk about it in a kind of a sexy, flirty, free songy way with people who might be up for that kind yeah. of conversation that we might be already have some kind of sexual connection with. Yeah. But can't we also just have these conversations in the kind of matter of fact way that yeah. you and I are having? That it's a topic of conversation along with any others. And also when we do it, often the question is, how does the stuff we learn from sex relate to the rest of life? And how does the stuff we learn from the rest of yeah. life relate to sex? Big time. Um, so it's one of those things that's a useful kind of pivot point to talk about everything else from. And when we frame sex as being uh, more than just about uh, genitals and more than just about the body and things happening with the body mm. and more about um, feelings of joy and intimacy and excitement, yeah. then that's some of that is just life stuff, isn't it? And interestingly, I often get asked to talk to therapists, like do trainings on mm. how to talk about sex because they really struggle to talk right. to their clients about it. Right. Um, you know, so this is this is the backdrop, the cultural backdrop yeah. of, of a, a culture where people really struggle to yeah. talk about it at all. My, so, yeah. my um, friend who used to be a sex educator, but um, uh, uh, who taught me a lot um, when I started out being a sex educator is Dutch, she's called Myerline. And um, she says there's a, there is a big cultural difference between yeah. uh, the Netherlands and the UK. Yeah. Uh, that uh, in the Netherlands, people are more able to have a very matter of fact conversation yeah. about sex. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you know, um, she was saying that we're kind of obsessed with sex here, but we can't talk about it. Yeah. And in, in the Netherlands, it's like, it's just they can talk about sex like any other subject. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and it can be as boring or as interesting as any other topic. Yes, yes. Uh, I think that would be a nice place to get to. And then yeah. um, perhaps this person is feeling like there's a dearth of people to talk to, that there yeah. isn't really anyone. So you, dear listener, are getting the brunt of it. Which yeah, is also, yeah. you know... Um, which is the case, in, again, with a lot of topics of like, yeah, nobody else will be will talk to you about one interest that you have then you might end up relying too heavily on one person in your life for it and they might actually prefer it if you went elsewhere. Well, also people are very adept at shutting down conversations that they might not feel very comfortable with. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I think we talked about this on a previous podcast, but, you know, we're, we don't do small talk and we're here for talking about what it means to live yeah. and our fears of death and things like that and <laughs> talking about grief. like. Yeah. There are certainly some people that I'm very, very close friends with who would be uncomfortable about having those yeah. kind of conversations. Because um, sometimes it's just too challenging and tricky, I think. For and this is what it's people really do find well. often when they go through something. It's like, yeah, if, if, if you come out as any variety of non-normative, if you go through a bereavement, yeah. you know, often you will find that a lot of people around you suddenly slip away because they're not up for yeah. that. And that's really yeah. sad. And yeah, again, yeah. if our culture would get better at talking about sex and death, and feelings, yeah. you know, and yeah. uh, that might be a uh, taxes. And I'm not sure about the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want let's to talk not, about let's that. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, so, is there anything else you want to say about this? So, no, that seems like a good place to. power advice to the person. So, yeah. um, so check out whether it's a, a sexual conversation to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Is it just are we talking about sex or is it sexual in some way? Yeah. And is that the thing that's making you uncomfortable? If so. Yeah worth flagging that up because yeah. it's non-consensual stuff but also it's on them to have been doing this in the first place yeah definitely they should not be doing that um, and if it is just uh, that they are talking about sex all the time in this non-sexual way um, maybe think about the idea of Venn diagrams that there might be other people that they might want to talk about some of that stuff and yeah. think about what you're interested in talking about together yeah. and how you're portioning your time yep yep 
Um, and and remember that not a lot of people are up for those conversations. And so if you are that trusted person, that's good, good for you. For yeah. That trusted person, we applaud that. Yeah. Um, that could be a way into the conversation. So I'm really glad you feel able to do this with yeah. me. And, you know, here's the other bit about yeah, yeah, what I might like to talk yeah. about. And you might want to check out our video about the handshakes, the three yeah. handshake approach to consent, because yeah. this relates to conversations as much as it does to sex. Yeah. yeah. You'll find that at our website, megjohnandjustin.com. Yeah, and you can also there find out more details of our book, Enjoy Sex, How and If You Want To. We got a cracking review for that the other day. Oh, yeah, we did. It's really good. Yeah, thank you. Really, thank you, Mr. Wonderful. Reviewer. That was amazing. Wonderful review. Yeah. Um, and um, you can also find details of all of our uh, social medias on there. We are at Meg John Justin on the Twitters, which is our most... It's the, mo- it's the social media we use the most. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, we do have a Facebook page, Meg John Justin, uh, <laughs> and an Instagram, Meg John Justin. Yeah. And we're on soundcloud.com forward slash Meg John Justin, where you can find this and all of our other shows. Yes. We've done nearly 70 shows now. You're claiming it. You're finally claiming the word show. I'm very I know, proud of I you. Can't. I, we have a show. I mean, it's a show, it's a, <laughs> it's a program. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, thank you very much for listening. And if you have any questions, do send them to us. We like answering questions. We love answering questions. Thanks very much. Bye. Ciao.